Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. I'm going to begin this program with a matter, not sublime, but ridiculous, but terrible. You know, the kind that they would be funny if they weren't so terrible. That kind of variety. Very dark, dark humor. As Here, our president. Our president, that is, if you're in the United States of America. Now, even if you're in the United States of America, you may not view this man as being your president. I, I can understand that. But... Certainly, of course, if you're elsewhere in the world, not our president, but President Donald Trump, the president currently, that is the current president of the United States of America. And just this remarkable, remarkable statement that he made. Now, this is concerning his latest, greatest move to just do this monstrous (laughs) uh, foreign policy move with regard to Syria. And it is so much bigger than Syria. It pertains to the entire Middle East and Islam, Islamist terror, and all of the servicemen that have lost their lives, that have been maimed, mutilated, burned horrendously, whose lives have been shattered, have been destroyed, fighting the Islamist terrorists and so forth. And our president is just going to, with the stroke of a pen, with the tweet in the air, uh, manage to roll back what victories he has taken such grandiose credit for. But before I get into that, let me go down to a statement that this president made. Donald Trump, the president, he tweeted, I, in my great and unmatched wisdom, Yes. Now, I'm taking that out of context, but the context does not matter in this case. So, this is what the president tweeted, this little portion of this. Quote, I, in my great and unmatched wisdom, end quote. No matter how exceedingly... loyal, a backer, a supporter of Donald Trump, you may happen to be, or someone may happen to be. If you do not, if whoever (laughs) holds those views is, you know, just tooth and nail, absolute diehard supporter of Donald Trump... If they cannot see what's wrong there, and this goes to the heart of the man, the spirit of the man. According to someone that I think is an authority, but 
many people don't. According to God Almighty, (laughs) these words that come forth from the mouth, they actually come forth from the heart, from the spirit. And that's more important than from the mind. And this president, he states this, I in my great and unmatched wisdom. Oh, but that's not what he meant. You know, I mean, absolutely, he can backpedal on that, you know, some days hence from now and so forth, right? His great and unmatched wisdom. Fascinating. So it is superior to the wisdom of God. Now, in case, again, for those who are great backers, supporters of Donald Trump, in case you don't know, According to, again, God's word, and, you know, who has any use for that in this modern age? But according to God's word, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Donald Trump has never, ever, in the time that I've been aware of him, in the world of business, entertainment, and now politics, he has never, ever, ever demonstrated the tiniest, tiniest seed of fear of God. Never. And that is absolutely requisite in order to have the tiniest modicum of godly wisdom. But he, in his great and unmatched wisdom, it reminds me of a world leader from long ago, <laughs> the emperor of the Babylonian Empire, the Chaldaic Babylonian Empire, Nebuchadnezzar or Nebuchadrezzar, if you prefer, whom God deposed, <laughs> not for his wickedness, not for his murderousness or anything like that, but for elevating himself as being a god, if you will. But it just, it's just incredible. Talk about, you know, before the fall. <laughs> uh, just an extraordinary statement. It's something that deserves to be etched somewhere uh, where it can be seen and just people's mouths drop open to see this statement. From Donald Trump. But dear Donald, the Donald, the president, here, he has initiated the departure, the retreat, the removal of American troops from Syria. And the reason that this is of such extreme extreme importance is because of what is going to transpire with that withdrawal. And it's not something that is unforeseeable. It's not something that we didn't have any idea that was going to take place. No, no, no. On the contrary, if you look at the statements that have been made, been made by the president's new press secretary, for instance, concerning this, (laughs) that this was initiated, of all things, 
by a phone call that our president had with the Muslim, secular, whatever, president of Turkey, and who was insisting on this, and and Trump gave him what he wanted. He's giving him what he wants. And it's just extraordinary, really. So Recep Tayyip Erdogan, he is more powerful than the president of the United States. Yes, our president who wants to let everybody know how powerful he is, how mighty he is, what great wisdom he has, he is buckling under to the president of Turkey, which is ostensibly an ally of ours, you know, a member nation of NATO. Yes, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, a member in good standing, a valued ally of ours, incredibly enough. (laughs) It's not that Turkey, it's not that the Turkish government never does anything right. They certainly (laughs) did vastly much better with regard to the assassination of Jamal Khashoggi at the Saudi Arabian consul in Istanbul. But at the same time, Turkey has a checkered history, shall we say, a history of monstrous persecution of all, you know, Christians and Jews and so forth. And here, this is going to pave the way for all-out attempt to eradicate the Kurds. Now, the Kurds, they have an interesting history. The Kurdish peoples, the peoples that comprised the majority, the leadership, what have you, of the Assyrian kingdom, which was known for being a very brutal empire indeed. But that is long ago, millennia and millennia ago. The Kurdish people of late of the past decades have in fact been fighting for their survival against previously Saddam Hussein, dictator of Iraq, and against Turkey, and against the Islamist terrorists, and so on and so forth. And they have been fighting with, not against, but with the United States troops with the troops of the United States of America. They have been valuable, valuable allies. Unlike uh, (laughs) various different uh, members of Afghani forces that have chosen to slaughter Americans. Now, does that mean all of the Afghani forces are bad? No, no. But anyway, these American-backed Kurdish military who are within the Syrian Democratic Forces in Syria. We are turning our backs on them. We are turning a blind eye to this. We are allowing Turkey to invade into Syria to attack and attempt to annihilate these forces. 
Now, Turkey may find that it has its hands full (laughs) to a degree they did not anticipate. But the intention is to wipe them out. The Turkish Muslim government, in its wisdom, its great wisdom, like the wisdom of our, the president of the United States of America, it views these Kurdish peoples as terrorists. But the Kurds rightly and the Syrian Democratic Forces rightly view the United States of America as utterly, totally failing to fulfill our obligations, failing to keep our word, failing to do that which is honorable and right. Again, just to go back to, you know, something arcane, archaic, the Bible, the Holy Bible, the Word of God, when you make a commitment, when you make a vow, when we make a treaty, a pact, We are honor-bound to keep it. (laughs) And in the Bible, God would punish those that failed to. God would punish his own people, the Jews, his chosen people. For instance, when they failed to keep their vow to serve the emperor of the Babylonian Empire, God brought his wrath upon his people. Amazingly enough, but our president, the president of the United States of America, he has no problem. (laughs) Shred that (laughs) vow, even if it's one that, you know, he has been involved with, involved with following up on and seeing to the completion of the president. Yes, we will fight where it is to our benefit and only fight to win. That's right. Quote, this is the president again. We will fight where it is to our benefit and only fight to win. End quote. Where it is to our benefit. You know, where we have an axe to grind. Where it is profitable, not where it's right, not where it's required, but where it's to our benefit. And when he says to our benefit, he means (laughs) to our benefit in his view, in his narrow view, his narrow, unenlightened view. He goes on to say, quote, Turkey, Europe. Syria, Iran, Iraq, Russia, and the Kurds will now have to figure the situation out, end quote. Fascinating. Turkey, a powerful member state of NATO. Europe, the combined European nations, including nuclear-powered France, you know, but powerful, relatively powerful, not not superpowers, but relatively powerful, Italy, France, Germany, and so forth. Syria, which has a mighty military, (laughs) under the leadership 
of the despotic, evil leader Bashar al-Assad. Iran, which is nuclear-powered and which has such a mighty army that uh, it had a massive, massive war with Iraq that lasted for 10 years, whatever, and and each side lost a million men or more. But anyway, mighty, (laughs) mighty in terms of these nations. Iraq, which is comparatively in shambles. Russia. Russia is a superpower, a nuclear superpower. It is the 800-pound gorilla in this group of nations and nation clusters. And the Kurds. And the Kurds. They will have to figure the situation out. Fascinating. Because Europe won't get involved. The Italians, the French, the Germans, they're not going to get involved in this. They're going to stay clear of it. He didn't mention UK, which is nuclear powered, a force to be contended with, but UK is not going to be involved. Turkey, powerful. Iran, powerful. Russia, super powerful. Syria, powerful. And guess what? (laughs) The Kurds. The Kurds against Turkey, Syria, Iran, and Russia. Because they are all opposing the Kurds. Good work, Mr. President. I mean, you are just, you know, such a devotee and champion of truthfulness and honesty here. Intellectual honesty. This is just extremely impressive mental gymnastics here by the president. Well, (laughs) the president, in his great and unmatched wisdom, and that line, if I were a Democrat uh, consultant, you know, wouldn't even have to be a Democrat, but just a consultant to Democratic, Democrat Party presidential candidates, I would use that line from now until Election Day. And I would beat this president over the head with it. And I suspect they will. I would do that. I just would. I mean, it is absolutely bizarre beyond bizarre. It is absurd beyond absurd. It is arrogant, egomaniacal, narcissistic, vain beyond imagination. Now, of those Democrat presidential contenders, try to find a humble one. Oh, of course, they can feign humility. You're not going to find a humble one. But is there anyone that is as profoundly foolish as this president with regard to making statements like that? I don't know. Maybe Joe Biden can match him. I, I just, I don't know. But meanwhile, the Syrian Democratic forces, of which the Kurds are an extremely important element, and this is not to be confused with the Syrian regime of Bashar al-Assad, 
But the Syrian Democratic Forces said that ISIS sleeper cells are currently plotting to free approximately 12,000 ISIS members who are being held prisoner. (laughs) They are planning attacking the Al-Hol camp where approximately 70,000 people are held. And this is comprising ISIS members, ISIS family members, and so on and so forth. But great stuff. The President of the United States, he has this in control. Thanks to his great, his mighty, his unsurpassed wisdom. Well, some men who actually have some modicum of wisdom, such as General James Mattis, Jim Mattis, whom the president was so fond of once upon a time when he named him Mad Dog Mattis. Oh, he just was, he always gets so enthusiastic about these people that he, you know, that he taps for positions. And then he tires of them very quickly. But Defense Secretary General Mattis, he resigned following President Trump's announcement that the United States of America would be withdrawing from Syria. That was late last year. Brett McGurk. He was an envoy for President Trump. But he resigned (laughs) over the same thing about the withdrawal of United States forces from Syria. He was an envoy to the anti-ISIS coalition. But one senator whom I have had very temperate regard for, because in my view... He's not a strong enough voice, a strong enough senator uh, against the things that are wrong, against evil, and so on and so forth. He's altogether too diplomatic for my taste, and what have you. But Lindsey Graham, who has been, again, a great supporter of President Trump, Oh, one of these. But Lindsey Graham, Republican South Carolina senator, he said that this action by the president, that it is a disaster in the making. A disaster in the making. He's not overstating it. He stated it would be a stain on America's honor. You could say on the president's honor, but the president, in my view, doesn't have honor. But a stain on America's honor for abandoning the Kurds, and it ensures 
a return by ISIS, whom the president has so proudly announced that they are defeated, they are eliminated, they are wiped out, wiped off the face of the earth, when in fact, again, a very large number of their forces are merely being held prisoner. That's right. Ready to go right back at it, committing monstrous, heinous terrorist acts. As soon as they are released (laughs) or they are set free by other ISIS members. Lindsey Graham said the following, quote, To say to the American people ISIS has been destroyed in Syria is not true, end quote. Another senator whom I feel basically the same way as I feel about Lindsey Graham, not strong enough, not nearly strong enough. One who had presidential ambitions and they were thwarted and he's now in a position, an impossible position as far as trying to fulfill those ambitions this election cycle because it just historically has not worked out to run against a sitting president who is in the same party that you're in. But Marco Rubio, Republican Florida senator, he said that it would be a grave mistake and would have implications well beyond Syria, Syria's borders. Furthermore, that it would embolden Islamist Iran. Indeed, indeed it shall. Before I go any further, let me just say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done, and whatever is right and good and true in this program is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, failing, deficient, That is on me. That is due to me. All right? But moving along, continuing with this story. The aforementioned Mr. McGurk. He stated that United States withdrawal from Syria could allow Iran, Islamist Iran, to establish a fortified military presence in Syria. And it would constitute a major threat to Israel and to Jordan, two vital United States allies. Well, I take issue with Mr. McGurk in this regard. Jordan is not a vital United States ally. But the major threat to Israel cannot be overstated. It would be a terrible threat to Israel ever so near, on their doorstep. He went on to say that Iran's ambitions for Syria, that they were prevented only by the United States of America having boots on the ground in Syria. 
and being committed, of course, to defend and protect those soldiers, those servicemen. So, meanwhile, Democrat Elliot Engel from New York, he happens to be the chair, used to (laughs) use the term chairman, but that's passe, happens to be the chair of the House Committee on Foreign Affairs. The House of Representatives Committee on Foreign Affairs, he stated the following, that this action by the president, it amounts to a gift to Russia, to Putin's Russian regime. A gift to Russia, but also to Iran, to Islamist Iran, also to ISIS, Islamist terrorist ISIS. And a staggering betrayal of the Kurds, of the Kurdish forces, of the Kurdish people, who have been America's good and faithful partners. Indeed. Meanwhile, the Syrian Defense Forces, I believe that's the right name, apologies if it's not, but they have unwisely taken down fortifications and removed heavy weapons, heavy weapons from the border region of Turkey and Syria. They have done that in order to appease Turkey's president, Erdogan. That as part of an agreement in which America agreed that it would conduct joint patrols along with the Turks or the Turkish military along a 78-mile security zone. So they took down fortifications that they now desperately need to be in place. They removed heavy weapons systems that they now desperately need in place. So they opened up the way for the Turkish military to pour through. They did this as an olive branch, (laughs) showing non-aggression to Turkey. How terribly unwise. We are forever demanding that Israel do the same things. Forever demanding that, as well as giving up territory. But, meanwhile, the SDF made the following statement, quote, Despite our efforts to avoid any military escalation with Turkey, The flexibility we have shown to move forward with the establishment of the border security mechanism and the fulfillment of all our obligations in this regard, the U.S. forces did not fulfill their obligations and withdrew their forces from the territories bordering with Turkey. Indeed. But again, I mentioned previously the current White House press secretary. Stephanie Grisham, of course, needs to be a woman, 
you know, to give a kinder, gentler, <laughs> you know, uh, kind of appearance and so on and so forth uh, as compared to oh, the likes of Sean Spicer or what have you. But she said the following. This was on the other day. Quote, Turkey will soon be moving forward with its long-planned operation into northern Syria. And that U.S. forces will not support or be involved in the operation, end quote. Oh, my. So, unforeseeable. No, not so much. Not so much. So the president had this phone call with Turkish President Erdogan and capitulated to Turkish President Erdogan. So the mightiest nation on earth, the United States of America, capitulates to Turkey. Fascinating, really. (laughs) And gives them a free pass to slaughter the Kurds. Not to slaughter ISIS. No, not to slaughter these Islamist terrorists that are being held by the Kurds. (laughs) The Kurds are actually holding them prisoner, but instead to slaughter the Kurds. Outstanding, Mr. President. But again, going back to Stephanie Grisham's statement, quote, Turkey will soon be moving forward. Again, we are doing this with the understanding Turkey is going to take full advantage of it and move into Syria. And with the intent of slaughtering, annihilating the Kurds. Moving forward with this long-planned operation into northern Syria, and United States forces will not support or be involved in the operation to slaughter the Kurds. Oh, that is so good of us, isn't it? Isn't that good of the United States of America that we are not going to take part in the slaughter of our allies, the Kurds? That is so good, isn't it? We're simply going to permit it to occur. Yes. But the president, again, with one of his unsurpassedly wise statements, tweeted the following. That it was time to bring our soldiers home. Quote, we are 7,000 miles away and will crush ISIS again if they come anywhere near us, end quote. Exclamation mark, end quote. Oh, we are 7,000 miles away, and they can't touch us here in the United States of America. Hmm. So we don't need to be concerned about them, fearful of them. Right? Brilliant. I mean, the wisdom of this man is just, like he said, unsurpassed. But meanwhile, how far are they from Israel? Which is supposedly an ally. How far? Not 7,000 miles. Not 700 miles. (laughs) But the president. 
He was just meeting with the Prime Minister of Israel just a short time ago with Bibi Netanyahu, Benjamin. And, oh my, we are 7,000 miles away and we'll crush ISIS again. If they come anywhere near us, they can't touch us, you know, right? Even though there are Islamist terrorist cells throughout the United States of America. There are Islamist terrorist attempts that have been prevented, have been turned back over the past decade and a half. But we're 7,000 miles away. So what if all of those ISIS terrorists are freed? So what? So what if it cost the lives, the bodies, the families of so very many Americans and allies to take them prisoner? And they shouldn't have been taken prisoner. They should have been killed. But we are 7,000 miles away and will crush ISIS again. Well, we didn't crush ISIS before. The success against ISIS was very largely by the Kurds, Mr. President. But we didn't crush them. 12,000 of them are being held captive, not to mention how many among those 70,000. Unsurpassed wisdom. But don't kid yourself that politics isn't involved in this. The president is scrambling right now to keep from being successfully impeached. The president is on the ropes, the robodope. You remember the, the great robodope of Cassius Clay, a.k.a. Muhammad Ali? And he needs something to deflect attention. The tail wagging the dog. So he's making this bold move. This unsurpassedly wise move. To undo the success against Islamist terrorism in the Middle East. To undo the success achieved against Islamist caliphate being established in Syria that has cost the blood, the lives, the bodies, the families, not only of so many Americans, but of so many Kurds who have done very heavy fighting, very heavy lifting. And now we turn our backs on them and we betray them. Fantastic work, Mr. President. Really outstanding. But what do you expect from this great man? Moving on, before, just I'll circle back around. Again, the president, he said, we will fight where it is to our benefit and only fight to win. End quote. And then, 
quote, Turkey, Europe, Syria, Iran, Iraq, Russia, and the Kurds will now have to figure the situation out. Again, throw out Europe. They will not be involved. UK won't be involved. Europe won't be involved. Scandinavia, whether you figure that into (laughs) Europe or not, will not be involved. It comes down to the nations listed. Turkey, Syria, Iran, Iraq, Russia. Iraq, throw that out. Iraq won't be involved. It is Turkey, Syria, Iran, Russia. All allies against the Kurds. All combined against the Kurds who are not a nation. But a subset of a couple nations. Of Iraq and Turkey. Just extraordinary. But a nation that's not included there. Again, he says we will fight where it is to our benefit. Afghanistan. For some reason, Afghanistan didn't make the list. I know you might say, well, that's too far removed. Something like that. Well, Sergeant James Johnston. He was killed. He and a Green Beret back on June 25th in Urazgan province in south-central Afghanistan. Afghanistan, where we have 8,500 or so troops stationed, and where there are regular insider attacks committed against Americans assassinating them, murdering them, slaughtering them on bases that we use jointly with Afghanis. For some reason, it is to our benefit to remain in Afghanistan, according to this president, because not pulling American troops out of Afghanistan. Apparently, it is to our benefit to remain in Taliban territory there, in drug-ridden territory there, keep our troops there, because after all, they're needed there for some reason. Why is that? The invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan was for the objective of striking back at Al-Qaeda and wiping out Al-Qaeda. But, of course, we didn't wipe out Al-Qaeda. We just, we imprisoned a whole lot of them, didn't we? (laughs) And then, of course, the Democrat Party insisted that they be released. And when they were released, they went back to committing the same terrorist activities they were doing before. Just enemy combatants, you know, so forth. But, lo and behold... While the president talks about, oh, how many years we've been in Syria. How about how long the United States of America has been in Afghanistan where it never should have gone? Except to strike Al-Qaeda. Never should have been occupying Afghanistan. Never should have been occupying Iraq. If we had to strike them, we could have done so. But to go in there and occupy those territories was insane. And I was broadcasting this back before I had uh, podcasts and so forth. I was broadcasting that back 
(laughs) from the beginning, before we went in, about how stupendously, insanely foolish it was. And as terrible a toll as there has been for American servicemen in Afghanistan and Iraq, it still hasn't been as terrible as I knew that it could be. But but it's okay for us to remain there. So why aren't they going to be part of the figuring out the situation? I don't know. It doesn't matter. After all, Afghanistan, that's a different thing, a different place, right? It's only about Islamist terrorism. <laughs> but, oh well, let's let Turkey and Syria and Iran and Russia figure this out and annihilate the Kurds and free ISIS and so forth. But not to mention to uh, enable Hezbollah to strike Israel along along with ISIS. It's just, it's just so wonderful, our president. So, again, back to Senator Lindsey Graham. He, again, as far as I'm concerned, is too mild-mannered, <laughs> too soft, <laughs> too <laughs> lightweight, But he still is so much better than almost all of the others in the U.S. Senate. But, yes, we're looking down the barrel of a massacre of the Kurds who have fought bravely and have taken heavy losses to break the back of ISIS. But just great, great stuff. Kevin McCarthy, he is Republican from California. He is the minority leader in the House of Representatives. He said the following quote I want to make sure we keep our word for those who fight with us and help us. If you make a commitment and somebody is fighting with you, America should keep their word, end quote. But President Trump is not a man to do that, to keep his word. Not a man of honor. He's the president, though. But it should have been very obvious during his campaigning to become the Republican nominee what manner of man he was, if you were completely, utterly, totally unaware and ignorant of what manner of man he was, it should have become very crystal clear just by the words that he uttered. But, Lindsey Graham again. This decision by the president has undone all the gains we've made thrown the region into further chaos. Iran is licking their chops, and if I'm an ISIS fighter, I've got a second lease on life, end quote. Well, he says this 
you know, past tense. This hasn't all happened yet. But this is what is going to happen in all likelihood, in all probability. Nikki Haley, a (laughs) politician, a woman that I do not have particularly high regard for, but nonetheless, she was U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. You know, one of the ones we have had that the president, he likes to keep on turning the Rolodex, you know. But she said the following, quote, The U.S. must always have the backs of our allies if we expect them to have our back. The Kurds were instrumental in our successful fight against ISIS in Syria. Leaving them to die is a big mistake, end quote. Terrible understatement. It's not a big mistake. It's an absolute travesty and disaster in the making. It is a monstrous, evil, immoral decision for the United States of America to make. And we will feel the repercussions of this. Our servicemen, wherever they are, will feel the repercussions of this. This nation will feel the repercussions of this. Sure, let them release, turn loose 12,000 ISIS terrorists. None of them will make it to the United States of America. We're 7,000 miles away. None of them will make it across the border with Mexico. None of them will make it across the border with Canada. None of them will come into the United States of America and attack Americans here. No, that will never happen. Well, the president in his desperation, which is what it is, in his desperation, his blind, panic-stricken desperation to be reelected, is bringing tragedy to the United States of America, upon the United States of America. He will not go down as a president of unsurpassed wisdom, (laughs) but of unsurpassed folly. Brett McGurk again, former envoy to the American-led anti-Islamic state coalition who resigned in protest against President Trump's decisions, actions, back in the end of 2018, he has referred to President Trump as, quote, not a commander-in-chief. If not a commander-in-chief, then what? Politician-in-chief, tweeter-in-chief, but not a commander-in-chief. Back at the end of 2018, Trump's actions, which resulted in the resignations, the protest resignations of General Mattis and of McGurk, also prompted John Bolton, then National Security Advisor, to attempt to see to the protection of the Kurds. Well, that hasn't worked out. Courtesy of this president, it hasn't. Rare is it that I would ever agree with Hillary Clinton. But Hillary Clinton, she said, quote, Let us be clear. 
the president has sided with authoritarian leaders of Turkey and Russia over our loyal allies and America's own interests, unquote. Amazingly enough, it is true. She went on to say, quote, his decision is a sickening betrayal, both of the Kurds and his oath of office, end quote. Again, true. This must have been painful for Hillary. Now, Hillary, I would say, is throwing her hat in the ring. You know, there is such an army of Democrats that are vying to become the Democrat candidate. Why shouldn't Hillary make an effort to, you know, be a brokered candidate for president at the convention? Perhaps it can be achieved. We will see. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. Thank you.